You're listening to All Things Azeroth, episode 222, Smog vs. Syndragosa. All Things Azeroth is sponsored by Taverncraft. Visit them at taverncraft.com for epic and legendary drinkware in the Marvel, Walking Dead, Warcraft, Hobbit, and Warhammer universes. Taverncraft makes stunning etched glassware, amazing stoneware, and now even more. If you use the code WOWEPIC, you can save $10 off of any regular priced stoneware product, excluding the Tankard of Terror or any combo packs. All Things Azeroth would like to welcome Game Time Zone as a new sponsor. Your location for game cards, CD keys, upgrades, and more. Visit them at GameTimeZone.com to find out how simple and easy it is to get your purchases quickly and painlessly via email. That's GameTimeZone.com. These earthquakes are preventing me from styling my hair correctly. Intensity and duration of the earthquakes is up by 15.739% over the last week. The new hot springs are working out perfectly, man. Now to get some new Vic customers. I was at the breaking of the Stone Rot Dam, and all I got was a tanker to terror. We all knew about that it was coming because it is time for All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. And now, here's your hosts, Medros and Shadormi, Aspect of Bacon. Indeed. There is a Medros, and there is a Shade. How you doing there, Shade? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, actually, all things considered. Uh, many things are to be considered in that statement. <laughs> Welcome to All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast, and of course, where Medros goes insane. Um, and how is your, how's your uh, week going there, Shade? Wow. Well, we had a lot happen this week, didn't we? What with the whole Kabloom thing, huh? Yes, yes. Yeah, well, not only was there the great big Kablooey, I, I, you remember last week after last week's show, we were all kind of, oh, this is the last time we're going to see everything, and, da, 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 da. and we all left to go our separate ways and go pay our respects to whoever. So I logged on to my server, and my guild leader was doing a tour of, it, it was basically a tour of every place that you weren't supposed to be in Azeroth. <laughs> so it was all the secret places. So um, let's see, he took us up behind Red Ridge and we went around to where the Twilight Highlands is now and back on around. Um, we got to look at the dam from like way above it and we got to look at, where else did we go? Oh, we went under Stormwind. <laughs> there was a lot of places that we went and I showed them where the uh, lumber mill was over in Stone Talon and then we went to the Torn village down south of Silithus and we had a really good time. Anyway, so then of course Cataclysm hit and this week was actually pretty good. I did not get a vampire pony, but that didn't matter because I came away this week with um, three new mounts and six new pets. Nice. What happened was, of course, with Cataclysm, you've got your city quartermasters, right? Mm-hmm. For your different city factions. And I picked up the tabard for Bilgewater Cartel, because I wanted a trike really, really bad, mm-hmm. right? Well, it's really easy to get rep with those goblin factions, because you put the, put the tabard on, and then just run random heroics. And you get rep with, like, every pull and every mob you kill and every boss you kill, and it stacks up really, really fast. Um, so I got 
the level 40 ver or the level 20, excuse me, level 20 version of the trike, and then the level 60 version of the trike. And then while I was doing all of this, right, I'm doing the random dungeon finder. I got Oculus, which I never get. And then I went through Oculus, and I got to the end, and I got a cache. And in the cache was a blue drake. Nice. Yeah, so I got the blue drake. So now I have every color of regular drake, except for green, because green doesn't exist. To which I have to say, what's up with that? We should have a green drake to ride around on, but okay, whatever. And then, uh, as far as the pets go, of course, we have, like, four new pets with Cataclysm. There's a singing sunflower, which we talked about before with the whole plants versus zombie thing. And then we've got withers. Withers is a tree, and you get him out in, uh, what is it? Duskwood? No. Yeah. No, Darkshore. Excuse me. Darkshore is where you get Withers. And then there is the Tiny Flame Fly, and that comes from a quest out in the Burning Steps. You just start the quest lines out in the Burning Steps, and as you're doing all of the quest lines, then eventually you'll happen across the one that'll give you the Flame Fly as the quest reward. And then I got Mr. Grubbs, and Mr. Grubbs is pretty awesome. He's a little grub. So you said the, first, the second one was Flame Flying? A f that was the third one. The Flame Fly! Yeah. It looks like, um, you know the Firefly out in Outland? Okay, mm -hmm. it looks like that one, but instead of... Oh, wait, there's a better way to describe this. Okay, you know um, in the Dalaran sewers where you drink all of the stuff? Mm-hmm. And you can turn into um, the Tuscar, or you turn into that weird-looking wasp thing? Yeah. It's a mini version of that wasp. Okay. So lots of new pets, lots of new mounts for the pet collecting and mount collecting friends among all of us, right? Yeah, Mr. Grubbs is cool. Mr. Grubbs, what you do to get him, he's a little tiny grub, like the ones that are out in the Eastern Plaguelands, which is convenient, because that's where you get him from, is Eastern Plaguelands. Um, if you start on the border between Eastern and Western Plaguelands, you'll see this nice worgen lady whose name is Fiona, and Fiona needs help getting the other guys that are supposed to be in her caravan with her, getting them back and actually there so that they continue their can continue the caravan into the eastern plague lands. So you get sent to go gather her friends and bring her friends back. And her friends feel terribly about being gone for so long, and they make you presents for Fiona. So when everybody gets back, Fiona asks, or well, she thanks you, and then she says, you can pick up anything in the caravan that you want, right? To use. Well, there's a list, and there's one for each character that joins the caravan. Fiona's, it's called Fiona's Lucky Charm, and what that does is every time you kill a mob in Eastern Plaguelands, it has a chance of dropping a hidden stash, and that's just an extra bag of loot. It's sort of like the oozing bags for, like, the disgusting oozling. So what you do is you keep Fiona's Lucky Charm, then you run around, and you kill things, and one of those hidden stashes is going to have Mr. Grubbs in it. That's all you have to do for him. He's really neat. <laughs> so yeah that was about my week was pretty much that um i dropped leatherworking i've picked up mining so that i can level my engineering right off the bat from cataclysm and the rest of it has just been writing 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 <laughs> so what have you been up to uh let's see got my priest from 41 when 4.0.3a hit to 50 going through of course the eastern plague lands and uh, let's see here, what else did I do? I got a piece of heirloom gear for my worgen from the tournament. Thank you to Stormy for that one. And I'll be going through, and uh, since Medros is the only one that actually has completed all of the five uh, faction or five races on there, 
he'll be the one who's going to be going through and getting the other 60 that are required to get the uh, the second piece of heirloom gear that'll help it help my Worgen's experience. Decided that uh, I'm likely going to be bringing back the Group Quest podcast as a weekly podcast, not just a monthly podcast, assuming I can get enough people to join the show on a regular basis. That will probably be starting up probably in a week or so. Wow. I decided since I don't currently have anything else to do during the daytime, that I may as well be productive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. There you go. That works. Got an update from uh, EB Games, uh, who which is the basically local version of GameStop. Um, yeah, I we are going to be having a midnight launch at the uh, Polo Park location here in Winnipeg. That is going to be having a uh, uh, that is going to be having a midnight launch. It will be a really oh cool. It'll be a really fun event. They they have about two hundred pre-orders. They're going to have cosplayers there. We're going to be having pizza. Um, I will have a table set up to interview people and talk wow. to people. So anybody who is listening to this podcast and lives in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, please come out to the Polo Park location for the midnight launch next week. Um, I'll be going from here recording the podcast to going there to record a bunch of audio. And uh, yeah, so... Next week's podcast is going to be kind of short and sweet, huh? Well, we're probably going to keep it well under an hour. Um, okay. I'm thinking about 45 minutes or so. Just kind of a, a rundown of what to expect, what is going on, and of course any news that pops between the, the... There'll be no emails, no voicemails, and limited segments. Yeah, it's just going to be kind of a... Kind of a... Okay, so you're going to get Cataclysm, here's what you want to do to prep for it kind of thing? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Um, it, it's going to be fun, no doubt about it, but... Uh, um, it's going to be a, a smaller, shorter podcast, and in the post, in, in the editing, we may include uh, some of the uh, clips that I record from the uh, event. So, yeah, that'll work. Yeah, it, it's. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be an, a great event. I I hope I can get some people there who are listeners of the show who can help out with taking some pictures and help out uh, with. With various things, unfortunately, uh, I don't know how many listeners we have in Winnipeg. I don't know how many can come out to the event, uh, especially with such short notice. But unfortunately, I didn't have a lot of notice. Uh, well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, and uh, yeah, other than that, just kind of getting by and uh, trying to uh, solve that whole unemployment issue. <laughs> fun, fun. And uh, of course, you know, I say to... without most sarcasm. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's never fun. And, and that uh, always sucks. <laughs> and I also, uh, I also did the uh, uh, bought the three ver- three games for twenty bucks thing that Blizzard had over the weekend. Um, oh yeah, as a second account for myself. So I thought about doing that to just get a third account so I could get the rocket, and then I was like. No, I really don't need to do that because I'm dropping how much on Cataclysm this month? So, you know. <laughs> also, uh, we are likely going to be creating a, a, a Horde side guild to uh, as a sister guild to Heroes of Lordron on Argent Dawn. And I'm not sure, quite sure what the, the title is going to be of the guild, um, but it will be something similar to what our uh, Alliance side guild is, and that's Heroes of Lordron. So... For those of you who have been asking if we are ever planning to do a Horde Side Guild, yes, uh, it will either be done um, in the next few days, or it will be done, or it will be done over on. Uh, <laughs> uh, it'll be done over when the uh, Cataclysm expansion hits. One of the two. Uh, my my cool. goblin will be the leader of the guild. Just so we're clear. Goblins are awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait for goblins. Except that I have to get to eighty-five before I can play a goblin. 
this is why I'm like booking it to 85 as fast as I can. I mean, partially it's because my guild's going to start raiding ASAP, right? But mostly it's because once my main is to 85, then I can go fiddle around with the goblin all. So, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. I already have all the heirlooms that I need for that, so I'm good to go. Also, I, I made a, a flying carpet for my priest when he hits uh, 60. Uh, I thought the... I, I could have sworn that the flying carpets, when they originally were released, were a much more expensive item to create than the really inexpensive flying carpet I made. There must be an, an epic version of this that I don't know about yet. Oh, hmm. I don't know. Oh, an epic flying carpet? Yeah, there is. Um, you get it from... Where do you get it from? I think you just get it from the tailoring trainer. Okay. I thought. Out in Dalaran. Hmm. I can't remember. I made I made the frosty one for, for my character because I liked the color on it. I thought it was pretty. <laughs> I was like, ooh, it's blue. And you get that from the little frost orb vendor okay. guy. That's where the recipe comes from. I will have to look into that when I get to the point... Uh... When I get to the point that it actually counts, so, but okay. yeah, it's been a very interesting week and a very busy week uh, for for me. Um, but uh, you know, there's lots of lots of stuff coming up. So, yeah, there is. I forgot to mention the two other pets, we'll, we'll, but you know what? We'll We're talk. going to do that over the course we'll of the talk show about anyway. Those in so. just a bit. <laughs> okay. Well, how about sponsors? Well, uh, we actually have a second sponsor this week, but first I'll talk about our our first sponsor, and of course they're sponsoring the next this uh, this episode and the next couple of episodes, and that of course is Tavern Craft. If you are looking for some gifts for any geeks or MMO players in your household who say are fans of Marvel, if you're fans if they're fans of uh, Warhammer, WoW, Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, pretty much anything, this is a really awesome place to go. That's TavernCraft.com. They have steins, they have etched glassware, they now have lighters in the Walking Dead series. They have all kinds of products in different sizes and different price ranges, and you definitely want to check them out. They have really good deals uh, going on right now. I don't know if all of their uh, Black Friday specials have uh, have ended, but uh, definitely check it out. I want to recommend that you be very care- very uh, diligent to check over there over the next few weeks. You'll find some really cool stuff being announced, and... If you use the code WOWEPIC, uh, you will get $10 off of any stoneware product. That's the steins, the legendary or epic steins. The tankard of terror is not included. Um, it is not considered a stoneware product. Pretty much any other stoneware products from their site, uh, be they in the Warcraft, Warhammer, or Lord of the Rings universes, uh, will count towards that. And I definitely recommend the Murloc Stein. Really awesome and really cool. And I'll be giving away a, a smog stein later in the show which is cool (laughs) (laughs) it it is always very cool yeah so what do you uh what do you think is the biggest story of the week there shade for you um besides the whole cataclysm launching other than boom other than boom um wow biggest story for well we got two new pets today well, because they said that they would introduce those before the end of the month, and they were right on that deadline. They were originally set early in November, but well, I'll forgive Mike hey, Morheim for you this. You know what? 
it's in November, so I'm not complaining. So available in the pet store starting today, actually, you can get Little Ragnaros or you can get the Moonkin Hatchling, and they're each $10. With the Moonkin Hatchling, it's working the same way as the Pandaren Monk did last year. Half of the proceeds from that will go directly to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And I know with the Monk, they raised over a million dollars for the Make-A-Wish Foundation off of sales from that pet. So if you want a cuddly little pal... Go go get one. Go get one. Um, Ragnaros is fun because Ragnaros, he actually, he's a working campfire. You can cook things on him. <laughs> and then the other cool part about him is if you spam click him, eventually he'll say, By fire be purge! In like this really tiny little voice. <laughs> and it's absolutely brilliant. Um, the Moonkin... I found this out on accident because uh, a, a guildmate of mine who's also a Moonkin was checking mine out in Orgrimmar, and he was in Moonkin form, and he just started dancing. Like, he targeted the Moonkin and did the dance, and the little baby Moonkin started dancing back at him with the Moonkin dance. It was awesome. I have, in the past, complained that Blizzard uh, should give all the money to the uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation. And I had previously actually said that I would not be buying this pet. Unfortunately, I saw one in game and decided to buy one. They're adorable, and you know what? I fifty percent of the sales—that's actually pretty huge. Because most places, you know, when they're like, "We're going to donate some of the proceeds to charity," they're like, ten percent of the proceeds go to charity, or like a couple of dollars go to the charity, or whatever." Like, uh, and Blizzard's going all out and saying, "No, fifty half half of everything that we." make off of these boogers is going to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And that's a substantial amount of money. It really is. And obviously, you know, Blizzard's been involved with Make-A-Wish before. They had the whole thing with Ezra, um, which we've covered on the show before, with Ezra and his Phoenix and his NPC out in Mulgore. And he was actually one of the kids. He, I think he got in touch with them through the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So, I mean, it's an important charity. It really is. So I'm like, I'm, I'm all over that. And Ragnaros, yeah, Ragnaros isn't going to charity, but my gosh, he's fun. So <laughs> so I picked him up too. Yeah, I, 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 did, not I did not purchase one for myself, but uh, I am very excited to see the, uh, the pets. And uh, I got to say, when I saw a Ragnaros uh, that was uh, under the effects of the pet biscuit, promptly requested the person to put theirs away because... I would be afraid that people would think they need to start a 40-man raid. Really? I need I need to use a pet biscuit on mine. <laughs> I haven't used the pet biscuit on mine. <laughs> Does it get really big? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, dude. Okay, I gotta go do that after the show. I'm gonna log on and do that. Let's see what happens. I have, like, I think nine pet biscuits left or something like that. Now, mind you, these pet biscuits, I got them when I bought the collector's edition of Wrath. The little card was in with the collector's edition. So they've lasted me the entire expansion. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the Moonkin, there are two models for the Moonkin. There's one that's kind of like blue tinged, and then there's one... Well, one of them looks like the Night Elf version of the Moonkin, and one of them looks like the Tauren version of the Moonkin. If you're Alliance, then you get it's automatically you have the night elf version if you're horde automatically you have the torn version you don't you don't get to choose it's one or the other yeah so it's kind of dependent on faction but they're so cute they are so cute <laughs> i love the little noises they make too yeah they're, like, they're cute anyway 
So what else have we got this week? Well, there, there was a bit we of got a news. Bunch of stuff this um, week, really. Let me just uh, take a look at the next story here. What did you think about the fact that it took over twelve hours to blow up the world? Not surprised. It's a very big planet. <laughs> well, I would have thought he would have started a little earlier than that night, but no. Well, you know, he was busy getting his gear on, like in the in the in the whatchamajigger cinematic hi I can't talk tonight anyway in the cinematic he was sitting he was getting dressed for the occasion so it took him a while I there was like a trending topic on Twitter that was like why maintenance was extended and a bunch of people had some really creative suggestions for why maintenance was extended mine was just goblins really goblins that's all you need to know (laughs) as far as why the servers weren't up yet but I mean, I figured that maintenance would be extended. I, You know, anytime they have a large patch like this, I automatically assume that the maintenance is going to be extended. I don't even... Half the time, I don't even plan on playing the day of the patch. Or, you know, if I do, it's generally to log on vent with the rest of my guild and go, Well, are the servers back up yet? We going to raid tonight? No? Okay. <laughs> and that's it. I was not surprised. I was... I... Honestly, I was out of the house most of the day anyway. Um, had stuff to do, so I really wasn't overly concerned. And apparently, we have Aspect of Death and Archimon taunting each other in our chat room. Oh, wow, Aspect of Death just said, "So, Archimon, how you feeling?" And Archimon said, "I have my drink. I'm on vacation, and I'm laughing at you, metal mouth." Yeah. <laughs> wow, this is gonna be fun. It'll be a fun show. Uh, so, I, I was. Uh... You know what? I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying that uh, um, in the end, I wasn't expecting to pay, play that much, much that day anyway, um, and we already had a lot of the changes I was looking forward to seeing. There wasn't a lot for me to really test out, not really a lot for me to, sh- to see. It was just a matter of getting time to go in and, and make sure all my characters were they, where they need to be. And I only forgot to put one character in Old World. Only one? Yeah, only one was left in the old world. I, I completely forgot to change my my druid over. Oh, yeah. I put, let's see, um, my priest was parked on top of the bank in Orgrimmar because that's where I spent the majority of my time in vanilla was running circles on the bank of Orgrimmar, the roof of the bank. My blood elf was also in Orgrimmar just because I wanted to log in and see all the cool stuff right away. Uh, my druid, I logged out in Moonglade. Because, I don't know. I don't know why. I just felt like it. A lot of my guildmates, though, they chose to log out in their own little locations here and there. I had one guildmate who actually logged out in the Torin village in Silithus. The one that's down underneath the coast. I think there was a Warcraft Less Traveled about that. I think that was the first Warcraft Less Traveled was that Torin village. But she always really liked that place, so she logged out down there. And then when she logged in, she was in the graveyard just outside of the Cenarian hold in Silithus, so. <laughs> yeah, Snickbad. Snickbad said he logged out in Thousand Needles. Uh, there was a few people that logged out in Thousand Needles. I was like, why are you logging out there? Do you want to wake up dead? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually noticed that a couple of my mules that I've logged on to since the uh, patch, most of them have have been out just outside of Ironforge, which really was weird to me, and I'm like, well, I guess that's probably the closest... Sorry, the closest graveyard to where they were originally located. Were they in Ironforge? Yes. 
Okay, yeah. It's it's pretty much, yeah, when I logged in on my bank alt, she was in the graveyard outside of Orgrimmar. All of my characters that were in Orgrimmar, they were moved out to the graveyard outside. So it was, you know, anybody that logged in, they were automatically relocated to the closest graveyard to wherever they were, which was actually really convenient, because it meant that, you know, if there were any major changes around them, they'd go someplace where they'd be safe when they logged in. So that was cool. I, I have to say that I've always been amused by by everybody who I know in game who they do their first run through stockades and then see the last boss. Oh yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I guess the oh my God, the forest was merely a setback. He, he's back <laughs> and he's elite now. Holy cow! Yeah. <laughs> I haven't done. I did. Let's see. I did Strathholm and I did Scalamance, both of which haven't really changed all that. Actually, no. I can't. I can't say that. Strathholm has changed significantly. I played through the Eastern Plaguelands, and I actually ended up feeling sorry for the Scarlet Crusade, which sounds really odd coming out of my mouth. But the fate of the Scarlet Crusade is a really sad one, honestly. I mean, have you have you seen any of that yet? I haven't really had a chance to run any dungeons since the uh, patch. Okay, have you been? You went through Eastern Plaguelands, right? Yes. Okay, did you go over to Tears Hand? Yes. Okay, all of the Scarlet Crusade are like that now. So they're all okay. All right, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm not really going to spoil anything for anybody that's in the chat channel. I'm just going to say, go play through Eastern Plaguelands. It's an amazing zone. It is so much fun. Like, seriously, it's a lot of fun. And then when you're done with it, go through Strathholm. Um, start on the live side and then move to dead side. Um, that's the proper way to do it. The Argent Dawn is out there, and they actually they will move in as you progress through. Yeah. Because the whole thing is the Argent Dawn taking taking Strathholm back. So when you're done, they're all over the place. All the Argent Dawn members are, and they're fighting any mobs you may have missed. And, you know, standing around, they'll salute you and stuff. It's really, really cool. I want to go through some of these old dungeons to see how they changed, but right now my goals are to get my priest up to as close to even 70 as I can um, before I kind of lose focus for a bit. I'm mining. That's pretty much... Once my mining is maxed out, I'm good to go for Cataclysm. That that was my last big thing that I needed to do. Um, I wanted to have 50,000 gold moving into Cataclysm, and I'm close to 55 now, so I went ahead and I got that taken care of. Um, I still don't have all my bags replaced, and I may go in and do that as time goes on, but for right now, anyway, I, I think I'm pretty set. Yeah. I think I'm pretty set. I'm Probably when I'm leveling my mining, I'm going to go ahead and get a whole mess of Serenite and make a bunch of those little disposable bots mm -hmm. that you can sell things to just to carry with me. Because I don't, I don't have a Traveler's Tundra Mammoth with the vendors on it. So having a vendor in my bags <laughs> that I can pull out more than once an hour. Scrap bots. MooGyver said scrap bots. Yeah, that's what they are. Thank you, MooGyver. <laughs> I had originally planned on having 50,000 uh, gold for Cataclysm, um, but the major thing, major cost thing that I was expecting to have which was the 310 flying uh, I already have purchased that for all of the tunes I can right now so I'm not I'm, I'm, at, mm -hmm. I'm about 32,000 right now that's still not bad though because you make 
a lot of gold from quests and things in Cataclysm, unless they've lowered the gold rewards. But, I mean, you make a lot of money. Somebody mentioned to me on Twitter that they had, uh, uh, that Blizzard was turning off quest gold at maximum level at 85. That you weren't going to get that anymore because people were making too much money. They might have done that. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. Unless, well, there's no real huge major gold sinks, is the thing. With Wrath, there were a few major gold sinks, like the Tundra's Traveler... I can't talk today. The the Traveler's Mammoth. And then you also had the Motorcycle. And those were intended to be, like, the big gold sinks, right? But not a lot of people went after them or whatever. So people were just sort of stockpiling gold like crazy. I have a guild member who has, like, the maximum amount of gold that he can have on his character. Like, he can't get anymore because he's capped. I, I just don't understand that at all. Yeah, well, and, I mean, I understand it because it, it is really, really easy to make gold right now. Uh, they may go back. Now, just because they said that they're going to do it for now, it doesn't mean that it's a permanent thing. You know, they may go back, and if they see that the economy is kind of going into the toilet, they may go ahead and turn that back on again so people can keep making money, making gold, but it's really, I mean, there's not a lot to spend gold on when you hit max level anyway, so <laughs> there's there's not a lot of reason for it. It's like repair bills, that kind of thing. Well, they'll have dailies and things like that so you can make gold, so, you know. I'm, I'm not, yeah, I, th- I think that they're going to bring in some stuff at, at max level that's not going to be, uh, not going to be as predictable or, or something maybe we haven't seen yet in beta that will be a, a gold sink. Maybe. Yeah, they may bring in a gold sink and they may turn that back on, but it's going to require it's going to require them tweaking it. You know, nobody is 85 yet. So they don't really know what that's going to look like until servers start getting the majority of their population up to 85, then they can address it. So can't really predict the future. <laughs> yeah, Crazy Quack's asking, how much does that cost at 85 for respecking? Respecking is not a level-based cost. It is going to, it's a uh, how many times you've done it-based cost. And it caps out at 50 gold, doesn't it? I don't recall. If I remember right, it caps out if you do it like... <laughs> it's, okay, respecking doesn't cost anything. I don't think. It's dual specking. You, you like buy the dual spec thing. No, wait, because if you want to respec either of your dual specs, then you do have to pay. But if I remember correctly, it caps. It caps at 50 gold, I wanted to say. Maybe it's 100? I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I've been a, always been a low respecer. I, I, I try really hard not to respec. I was going to say, um, unfortunately, they're asking the wrong people because I honestly, <laughs> I respec maybe once in a blue moon. Yeah. So it only ever cost me like 10, 15 gold tops. That's it. Yeah. I think I'm. I think I'm still under the as low as you can go once you go over it. Like it went, the the cost decays after a period of time, um, down to yeah. I think it's five a five gold minimum. I'm not even over the five gold minimum yet. So that's how how rarely I've respect. I wanted to say that the minimum was ten, but I could be wrong. I, you know, the more often that you do it, that you go in and you respect and you change all your talent points and you have to relearn everything the more gold it's going to cost you, but the more time you wait in between respecking, that that cost will gradually go down. It's kind of a weird system. It's the only thing in game that I know of that works off of that kind of a decay system, which is bizarre, but okay, whatever. 
Liddy Arena is uh, logging in to check that out for us. Okay. Well, I was going to say, you said that we had two segments today, yes? Yeah. We should probably get to one we of those. We should. Uh, let me see here. Uh, talk to the people momentarily. <laughs> I apparently forgot to transfer those to the uh, Mac. Okay. For the for the four new pets, I talked a little bit about where you get Mr. Grubs. Like I said, Eastern Plaguelands, talk to Fiona, get her lucky charm, kill mobs. Really easy. The Flamefly. Best way to make sure that you're getting the Flamefly correctly. I usually go to Thorium Point, and there is a dwarf in the tower at Thorium Point. Talk to him. He will give you a quest that sends you to, I believe it's Flamestar Outpost or something like that. It's down in the Burning Steps. So you go down to the Burning Steps start out with the quests there and just follow all of the quests there in the burning steps eventually you'll get one where you have to go catch the flame flies and the quest reward from doing that is the f tiny flame fly pet uh, sunflower we already know about the sunflower you go through you do plants versus zombies withers is interesting uh, there's two ways that you can get withers if you're alliance you actually get withers as a quest reward as part of a quest chain if you're horde it requires a bit of a hike what you do is you go to Darkshore, and there are, if you pull up your map, there are three caves along the eastern side of the zone. You want the northernmost cave. It's behind a waterfall. You go into the cave, fight your way back through it, and you will see an apothecary standing by a table. Talk to the apothecary, and he will actually sell you withers, so that both Alliance and Horde can get that pet. It, it works out pretty fairly, I think, because otherwise... Horde have no reason to go into Darkshore at all. There's not really any quests for us out there or anything. Okay. But that's the four that I know of right now. Um, other pets, their locations have changed a little bit, but none of them have really gone away, as far as I know. Uh, Crazy Quack, yeah. Withers, what happens with Withers is the longer you walk around with him, the smaller and smaller he gets. And then if you take him into a pool of water, he'll drink all the water and get really big. <laughs> and that's his trick. All right, so let us uh, let's talk to our good friend Moo. Okay. Hello, friends. This is Moolia Feathermoon back with you once again. As I'm sure you've heard, things have been a bit crazy around Azeroth this past week. My family is all safe. And my sisters and I are busy helping the less fortunate get resettled. You may have noticed that there are a lot of Tauren priests and paladins running around this week, and some of them are quite experienced. Some years ago, a very wise, very powerful mage foresaw a great cataclysm that would shatter our world and the unique skills of priests and paladins would be needed. However, such things were not widely accepted in Tauren culture, so the mage took some Tauren volunteers and cast a very powerful polymorph spell on them. This made everyone think that they were Blood Elves. They had their training and grew quite powerful in their own right. And now, with what's happening in Azeroth, the time was right for them to return to their true Tauren form. 
I need to go. Merog, the orc infantry chef in Orgrimmar, has asked me to go kill some swine so he can make some bacon for the troops. Because, as you know, everything is better with bacon. Bacon? Who's got the bacon? Where's the bacon? That's all for this edition of Ask Moo. I need your questions, so please send them to me at askmoo42 at gmail.com. Call me at 201-Azeroth. That's 201-293-7684. Or Ask Moo, all one word, on Twitter. Until next time... May the eternal sun shine upon thee. <laughs> okay, so um, we just got confirmation from Quasi Crazy Quack in the chat room who said, As of 4.0.1, the cost to unlearn talents is fixed and based on your level, and at level 80, the cost is 52 gold. So apparently that old decay system, no longer in effect. Go figure. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. I had no idea. Well, see, this is because I don't respect that often, so... <laughs> For sure, I, I hadn't known that either, so... And as far as Ask Moo, that was great, as always. <laughs> I, I do have to wonder if Snigbad may have a point that maybe Moo is trying to get people to go away from beef and more to bacon. Oh, yeah. Do you think uh, Mooli has joined the, uh, the bacon lobby? Possibly. It's sort of related to the eat more chicken lobby, but, like, not quite. Yeah. Have you seen those billboards around? No, wait, no. you're in Canada. Oh, my no. gosh. Okay, so in the U.S., there's a series of billboards for, I believe it's Chick-fil-A, if I remember right. And it has a bunch of cows, and they're holding signs that say, eat more chicken. <laughs> I eat enough chicken already. I don't need more chicken. I don't eat a whole lot of beef, actually. Mostly of what I eat is chicken. Chicken and pork. Sometimes. I had pork tonight for dinner. I had ham with dinner tonight, so there you go. I had turkey, though, this week. Oh my gosh, did I tell you? I cooked a 22-pound turkey. All on my lonesome, sort of. Actually, I had my brother around to lift the dang thing. Because it was a really heavy turkey. <laughs> so how was your uh, Thanksgiving? Uh, it was, it was good. It was a little hectic because we had, I think, like 14 people over, but, um, everybody had plenty to eat and got stuffed and ate lots of pie and then they went home and it took me a while to get the kitchen clean, but it's clean now. So <laughs> it turned out really well though. We were, we were pleased. I'm glad to hear that. And, and you were fully satiated on the tryptophan? Uh, yeah. Oh, man. I was about ready to pass out by the end of the day. I, My aunt makes this glorious, glorious lemon meringue pie, so I had that, too. I was like, yay! That was also the night that I got my trike, if I remember correctly. It was Thanksgiving <laughs> night, because I, I, I logged on after everybody went home, and I was like, okay, time to do the last few heroics I need to get my rep. And then I did. And I was like, yay, pie time! So, there you go. <laughs> I'm sure you were very thankful that day. Yeah, actually. I mean, I had a lot of fun. I Having the family over is always cool. I My cousin, my poor cousin, he broke his leg, so he showed up in a cast, like a full-length leg cast. Yeah. <laughs> he, he broke his leg playing soccer. 
like the other kid, they were both going for the ball, and the other kid kicked him in the shin just right and fractured the big bone in his leg. So he's going to be on that cast for like four weeks or something like that. Poor kid. <laughs> Alan in the chat room is asking if anybody has a picture of the trike. I'm sure one of our uh, chat people can find a link somewhere to that. It's a pretty cool trike. It's... I love the fact that the horn in the center of the steering wheel actually has a picture of a horn on it, just in case you don't know what that button is for. <laughs> for sure. I have a question, Shade. I have an answer, but you have to go first. I think we should give something away. Which would oh, you like yeah. to give away first? The double prize or the single prize? Um, why don't we do the single prize okay. and we'll do the do double prize a little later. Awesome. So are we doing trivia then? Trivia it is. Okay, so hang on one second here, chat channel. I'm about to paste the question into the chat room for people, and then I'm going to chat a little bit about it while people are coming up with their answers. Now, please make sure that if you are answering the trivia question that you haven't won in, what was it, the past three weeks? Something like that? Month. Medros? Last month or so. Last month or so. If you've won, or if you haven't... Uh, if you've won a trivia contest in the past month or so, please don't blurt out the answer. We like to make sure that everybody gets prizes. And we have loot codes this week, so let me just pop that in there. This week's question actually doesn't really involve lore so much as it does something that we've been talking about all week. We've been talking about pets, and I want to know which two non-combat pets actually have the title Mr. in front of their names. And once we get enough people answering for that, we will go ahead and hand out loot codes. Loot codes this week are courtesy of WowTCGLoot.com, which is pretty much the website to go to if you want loot codes really fast and really cheap. Um, if they don't have it, they have an eBay link to one. Uh, and they can't even use WowHead because it's down. <laughs> we have a bunch of different answers. So guys, the answer that I am looking for is in your spell book. In your spell book, which two? Has anybody answered correctly yet? Uh, I believe so, but I have to scroll back through a whole mess of answers. Do, 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 do. Yes. I think the first person that answered has never actually won from us before. Okay. Uh, let me see here. I just typed it in Skype, but I'm pretty sure that he hasn't... Uh... One before. Let me verify. So I think we're good to go. We are good to go. Verified, not a winner. Okay, so Snickbad, you were the first one to answer. The answer is Mr. Wiggles, who is a pig that you get from the Orphan Quests, and Mr. Grubs, who was the new grub pet that was just added with the expansion. I, I see a bunch of people answering with Mr. Pinchy and Mr. Chili and all these other guys. They aren't actually listed in the spellbook as having a Mr. in front of them. However, Mr. Wiggles, Mr. Grubs, they've both got the the mister before their names when you summon them. So, Snickbat, congratulations, and I want you to pick a number between 1 and a 12, if you would, and just type that into the chat room. And now I'm trying to find... There we go. We got number 4. Okay. Hold on, number hold on four. before you continue. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, Snickbad, you have two choices here. You can either choose the, the loot code that Shade was about to tell you, or you can choose a special prize. Mm. It is your choice. Oh. 
throwing a wrench in the works here, are we? <laughs> so you're going with the special prize. He's going with what's in the okay. box. Okay. All right. What's the special prize? So I will have you choose either a mini Lord of Fire or a mini Moonkin. <laughs> either of which sounds pretty awesome. I think he's awesome. going with a Ragnaros. He wants the so, Fire Lord. Uh, <laughs> please email Medros at allthingsazeroth.com and I will send you along your prize. Congratulations. There you go. And there Brad's are more prizes Brad. to come, though unfortunately nobody who hasn't pre-entered can win. So, yeah, sorry. We do have some emails to read, but uh, there is a bit more news to go f go over first. Okay. What did you think about the changes to current I I inscription stuff? Like, they changed the enchanting vellum so it's now available from vendors, which takes away the profitability of it, because you can't buy the uh, the inks for less than the cost of the vellum. And uh, they also removed the ink trader, which really annoyed me. Yeah, that was kind of... Well, okay, the thing is, is like... They they updated everything for the Cataclysm stuff, and unfortunately the Ink Trader was one of those things that they updated, mm -hmm. which they shouldn't have done. It's sort of like the whole thing with the portals that everybody is absolutely throwing fits about for whatever reason. When they updated the Ink Trader, they updated it so that she would take the new ink from the new herbs. Well... The new ink from the new herbs isn't available because the new herbs aren't available until you have Cataclysm, so they just went ahead and removed her. It's going to make it a little bit more difficult for people that are leveling inscriptions, but honestly, I don't think it's going to be as difficult as anybody thinks. Having leveled mining, personally, it took me about four hours to get to 300 mining just by going through the new zones because there are so many new herb nodes and there are so many new mining nodes out there that it's really, really, really easy to gather. So I don't think that there's going to be too much of an issue with it. Um, is it unfortunate? Yes. But it's we have a week left. You know, people can deal. True, true. I think we're okay. <laughs> Aspect of Death is glaring at you for not giving him a prize. Sorry, Aspect of Death. I guarantee you in, you know, about a year or so when they actually open up your raid, I will punch you for <laughs> gifts that you can give to me. The color purple would be appreciated. Anyway. <laughs> as, as an inscriptionist, I was a bit annoyed by both those changes. Um, enchanting Velms is something that I know you can make a fair bit of money on. Even when they changed the mats on them, you still were making a fair bit. Now they're available from a vendor, so basically your market is the stupid. Pretty much it. And, and Ronnie's just entered the chat room. Just let you know. Eh, something along those lines, yeah. Oh, hey, Ronnie, check your email. I shot you an email earlier tonight. I have a loot code for you. It's just a matter of if it's the one that you wanted or not. So check your email. Indeed. So Amazon uh, put up the collector's edition available for pre-order. Or for ordering. Yeah. Yeah, they did it again. They did it again. And they also, the reason that they did that, well, I'm sure they have a few more of those collector's editions to go from people that canceled their orders. So if you haven't gotten a Cataclysm collector's edition and you want one, go to Amazon, pre-order one now. Um, the other nice thing about it is, since there are copies available again, if you have ordered um, a collector's ed edition previously on Amazon, you can go in there and change it for release date delivery for 99 cents. That's pretty awesome. So... I would recommend doing that because that's a really good deal. 
It may be gone already, though. Crazy, Crazy Quack is just saying on Amazon right now it doesn't show it available anymore. Yeah, it's not really uh, surprising. I, I didn't expect it would last very long. I'm uh, I'm trying no. to get mine at midnight, so I don't have to. I don't even have to wait for the mail to arrive. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I don't have to worry about the mail or anything like that because I'm getting mine at the store. I'm getting one collector's and I'm getting one regular for my two accounts. I thought about getting two collectors, but then I was like, that yeah. is really expensive. <laughs> and unfortunately, I don't have that kind of money to shove around. I, you know, two accounts is stretching it. So, with my second account that I've created, I'm not even going to consider getting the uh, the Cataclysm expansion yet. I really don't need it. It's just a an account if I run it at alts on on any any realm I'm on. So, oh yeah, if I was gonna, like I said, uh, when I was pondering the whole five dollars start a third account, I was just going to do the prepaid time on it so that I could get the rocket and then cancel the account because it's like I don't need a third account I have two that's more than enough but no not really worth it <laughs> yeah true true so I, I heard a, a thing on Twitter today maybe it's just a rumor but that the WoW Insider podcast is doing a special Friday night podcast for pre-cataclysm what is what is this weird what is craziness you're talking about um, this craziness was something that I got emailed about this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so this would be a, a rare like, live hey, podcast. Can you come do a... uh, yeah, but it's as far as I know, it's going to be actually in the in the afternoon. It's going to be about I think like one Eastern, something like that. Okay. Unless they change the time on it. Um, but we're doing a live podcast where we're going to go over stuff that you want to do, and it's going to be me and McCurley and Rossi. Sako's got other things to do that evening, so it's going to be. Us three. And we're just going to chat a little bit about, you know, Cataclysm, what's coming, what to expect when you do all of your stuff, really. As far as I know, anyway. I haven't been filled in any more than that. <laughs> but I would recommend that everybody tune in, you know. <laughs> if, if you guys need a fourth chair, you know, I'm, I'm available. I think I think we're okay with three. I mean, I don't know. They may even bring in, like, one of the other... One of the other columnists. Yeah. I have no idea. I, I don't know what they're planning. Like I said, they just sent me a thing this morning and said, hey, can you come do this? And I said, sure, why not? So, <laughs> I'll find out more about that, obviously, before we actually do it. <laughs> Pasture is asking if we can get the overachiever on the show soon. As Allison Robert, right? Allison Robert? Um, I don't know. I can talk to Allison and see if we can get her on the show. That would be cool. Any any progress on Mr. Rossi? No, I haven't even gotten a chance to talk to Matt. Honestly, between Thanksgiving and Cataclysm and all of my writing like gangbusters, I haven't had much chance to talk to anybody this week. <laughs> but I will poke him about it. Uh, let us uh, let us do our second uh, segment, and uh, then we'll do a voicemail and. Uh... And we'll give away some, well, a couple of emails. Some emails, give away some prizes. We'll we'll see what comes up. Oh yeah, that's right. We have more prizes. Indeed. So please, everybody, all right. Proceed to take out your yoga mats, lay them on the floor, nice and flat. Get into the proper position for Warcraft Less Traveled. Warcraft Less Traveled. A World of Warcraft time capsule dedicated to the exploration and discovery within WoW. The Karazhan Crypt and Upside Down Sinner's Room, Part 1. First off, welcome to Warcraftless Travel's initial venture into the post-shattering world of Azeroth. 
And I gotta say, I'm really excited to explore what's out there in the brave new world of Deathwing. I've already begun revisiting a wide array of places that we've previously covered, and it's stunning to see what has changed and what's actually stayed the same. We'll look at one such destination that has seen no changes since the Shattering, and will serve as the backdrop today in the first of two episodes that will involve exploring this intriguing area of Azeroth. So let's wander into a haunted landscape to investigate what some consider the most mysterious and downright creepy hidden site in game today, the Karazhan Crypt. Discovered first during the later stages of Vanilla WoW, the Karazhan Crypt, sometimes referred to as Lower Karazhan, or simply by the name of one of its subsections, the Upside Down Sinner's Room, is located behind the Karazhan Raid Tower in the Deadwind Pass Zone. The entrance can be found at coordinates 40, 73, as a gated crypt descending down into the graveyard titled Morgan's Plot. The crypt and graveyard sits opposite a small, darkened church just to the south. Early on, when this crypt was first found in game, in the relatively empty Deadwind Pass Zone, access inside was quite easy, and some players wrongly assumed that this was the upcoming and unreleased Karazhan Raid instance. However, since the Burning Crusade expansion days, the gate into the Karazhan Crypt has been blocked by all normal means. Although there is no current quest, key, or game reason to give players access beyond the gate, knowing what is inside has fueled years of rumor and speculation as to why the crypt still exists in-game at all. Knowing that the entrance is found within the Morgan's Plot graveyard, it's possible that the crypt was meant to build upon the story of two lore characters that are buried here, Aegwyn, the guardian and matriarch of Tirasfall, and her son, the sorcerer Medivh, who summoned forth demonic entities and spirits from the Karazhan Tower. In terms of gameplay, though, its size and layout rivals that of most five-player instances. The crypt has an old-style design and fits in well with the original Nax development textures. So that begs the question, was it the first draft of what eventually became the Karazhan Raid? Was it meant to be an instance wing from Greater Karazhan? Or could it have been planned as an early Cavern of Time raid, reenacting the battle within Medivh's torturous crypt itself, while he was under control of Sargeras? Of course, this is all speculation because the only thing that is known about the Karazhan Crypt is that its true purpose remains a mystery. As with all Warcraftless travel time capsules, the goal of my exploration in Azeroth always involves standard and non-exploitive techniques that require regular climbing, jumping, riding, and swimming. Knowing that other various players over the years have used fear spells, polymorph, or resurrected themselves behind the gates of the crypt in order to gain access will not be discussed here. But what I do want to mention instead is the absolute creepiness and bizarre sights that do exist on the inside of this rarely seen destination. The Karazhan Crypt interior is designed as a long, winding, multi-floor labyrinth which stretches deep underground, tunneling towards the Darkshire Zone. It is made up of various rooms and sections that are named with one of six different titles as you walk through. The ambiance is much like that of a catacomb containing numerous torture chambers. The different names of the crypt subsections are titled like this, Well of the Forgotten, The Pauper's Walk, The Pit of Criminals, Tome of the Unrepentant, Sloth of Despair, and possibly the most horrific and famous zone, the Upside Down Sinner's Room. In next week's Warcraftless Traveled, we'll have a detailed walkthrough of what disturbing and interesting visuals can be found throughout, and I'm asking for all players who have spent some time exploring the crypt to please share your impressions, past experiences, and thoughts with the broadcast. I'll be sure to include all of these with next week's episode when we explore more about this mysterious location found tunneling under the gloom 
Deadwind Pass. Please send your show comments to warcraftlesstraveled at gmail.com or leave a comment and listen back to the audio archives at warcraftlesstraveled.com. My name is Skolnick, and until next time, remember to travel safe, never buy real estate in a neighborhood subtitled Pit of Criminals, and leave only footprints. Excellent advice. I, that place is so cool. Like, I can't even, I can't even talk about how cool that place is. I, I have been there a few times. Um, walking around in there, it's very quiet. There's no real music, but you can hear, like, echoes and things like that. And it's, I, it is the creepiest place I have ever seen in World of Warcraft. When I encountered it in vanilla, this was back in vanilla, um, when I actually encountered it back in vanilla, I had no idea what it was for, but it creeped me right out. It was awesome. It's it's really a lot of fun. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> a unique kind of fun, I suppose. If you're into goth or anything like that, yeah. It scared the crud out of me, so, you know. What else have we got today? We got a few more things, don't we? You said something about a voicemail? Yeah, we have a voicemail from our good friend Xander. He left it last... At, well, we were recording the last episode or just before, so I didn't get, I didn't see it there. But uh, let's uh, let's hear from Xander. Okay. Hey, Bedrock and Jade. It's your good friend Xander the Moneylender. Hey, uh, I had a question for you that was brought up to me today, and I wanted you to uh, either uh, prove or disprove it. Uh, I was told that uh, tomorrow with the uh, the patch or whatever that they're doing tomorrow, the update or whatever, that uh, they're actually going to be doing the, the thundering. I thought that that probably wasn't going to take place until, you know, the Tuesday before or the Tuesday of uh, release of Cataclysm. So just kind of curious as to what's going to be going on uh, tomorrow. Thanks. Talk to you later. Well, Xander, I think that question has probably already been answered. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it, it was boom, boom. Uh, yeah, boom, we weren't we boom. weren't sure if it was going to be a week before or two weeks before. I'm guessing that they did two weeks before just so that people that were returning to the game that hadn't played in a long time they had time to go through and play through the new content and kind of get a taste of what Cataclysm is all about. And also, you know, the people that quit because you know. They were getting tired of raiding the same old content or doing the same old things or running the same old heroics. They could come back and get a good taste of Cataclysm before they decided whether or not they wanted to purchase it, you know, that kind of thing. Um, they just wanted to give people time to play through some of the new stuff before they went on that whole trip to 85 because they have done so much with this 1-60 to revamp that it really deserves a really good look. It, it deserves a playthrough. It deserves multiple playthroughs. It, it, it's definitely very interesting content, and I agree with them putting it out two weeks ahead of time because that gives people plenty of time to go get their singing sunflowers and all the other stuff that people want to do because uh, there is a lot of changed content. Get all the pets. Get your achievements. The, the thing that I'm liking right now, because I, I love achievements. I think they're fun. Um, there's no real purpose to them or anything, but I like the little light, and it's like, yay, you got these, this achievement. And I'm like, yay, you know. Each zone now has, like, each calendar zone and each each uh, Eastern Kingdom zone now has its own 
amount of quests that you have to complete and it'll ding you for that particular zone. So like, go through and do so many quests in Silverpine and you'll get an achievement for Silverpine quests. And then you go to Hillsbrad and you'll get Hillsbrad quests. You know, so you'll go through all of that and do all of that. Well, you really rack up the achievement points doing that. So I've been doing that just, you know, for achievement's sake. I mean, I've... I have Loremaster, so there's no point in really doing it, but I'm doing it just for the sake of doing it, and because I like achievement points. So there. <laughs> so uh, let us uh, let us let, let's do our contest first, and then any time left over, we can do oh. emails. Yeah, a couple of emails. So okay. for those people who remember last week, we mentioned that we're going to have a contest. The contest was basically tell us why. Uh, which you prefer, Azeroth or Middle-earth, and why. So I'm going to read off a few of the responses we got on Facebook. Basically, we're going to give two prizes away, and the first prize will be a Smog uh, Epic Stein from Taverncraft. That's the uh, the Stoneware Stein that is uh, Smog the Magnificent. It's a really awesome Stein. Of course, I'm sure Shade can tell you that it's a really hefty Stein. I'm sure she's uh, gently heavy. fondled the boxes a few <laughs> times to, uh, to just gauge how heavy they are and how much how much shipping they might be needed, of course. I chuck them at my nephews when they're bad. And no, if you really. get the one broken, Shade, I'm sure I'll be happy to replace it for you. <laughs> uh-huh. No. I haven't done anything with them. I have... It is... They are quite the hefty steins, though. These are definitely not uh, little child toys All right, toys so uh, the first like one we have anyway. from uh, from Facebook is from Brian. He says... Uh, that is such an impossible question. My favorite movie or my favorite of everything else. More often than not, I have Lord of the Rings playing on my portable DVD player that is set up, setting up right beside my, my computer screen while I'm knee-deep in a guild raid, and I'm either venting my favorite lines or yelling them to everyone else. The next, the next new release after Kata needs to be take us to needs to take us to Middle Earth. What's really funny is you're really going to enjoy Twilight Highlands because there's some areas there that totally look like the Shire. Anyway. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I, when I when I first saw those, I was like, "What? <laughs> We're in Hobbitland. This is great." Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> when 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 did I zone into Hobbiton? <laughs> um, and uh, the second we have here uh, in the uh, fan page is from Matthew. He says. Where WoW breaks with tradition by introducing greedy, evil slaves aligned with big bads and orcs that attempt to rectify... Evil elves. Evil elves. Aligned with big bads <laughs> and orcs that attempt to rectify the mistakes they made while under the influence of Manroth's demonic blood, it was Middle-earth they were rebelling against. But in, ter in turn, Middle-earth is, is, is what codified many of the very tropes that World of Warcraft turned on their heads. Middle-earth has its own fleshed-out languages, where Azeroth just has a language filter. Middle-earth has a backstory that forms a cohesive narrative. Azeroth has at least five different factions with their own telling of how it came to be. Middle-earth has Gollum. Furthermore, Lord of the Rings is vastly more influential. Another name for its many continents is Endor. The world... Uh, sorry, for its main continent is Endor, sorry. The world-building style was copied by lesser authors, and its linguistics are still studied today. Without Endor, you would have no Azeroth, and the fiction and expanded universe is significantly better warcraft's mmo is still miles ahead of lord of the rings so there you go yeah lord of the rings online is like i've heard so many mixed things about it really but i he does have a point though because middle earth i mean tolkien was pretty much the father of modern fantasy as far as setting up 
this expansive world that has so much lore and so much story behind it and then everybody else has kind of taken that not necessarily you know that exact makeup but given it that same amount of weight you know given it given the world that they're developing and the characters that they're developing they try to mimic what Tolkien did which sometimes it's successful and sometimes it's not really I have to agree that a lot of what is current fantasy is built around the world of the Tolkien built all those decades ago. Now, we have two more here. This is from the uh, Facebook group. Yes, we have a group and a fan page. My apologies uh, for anybody who only follows one or the other. They are both linked from our page at allthingsazroth.com. James says, That's a tough one, Medros. I've been a big fan of Middle-earth since reading all the Tolkien I could get my hands on when I was a teenager. Loved Silmarillion. And enjoyed the movies very much, which they are much, which there are longer and more of them. But Azeroth has been a large part of my spare time over the past six years, and gives my son and I some common ground and something to talk about. I'd still have to go with Middle Earth, though, as none of the genre would be possible without it. And you know that's pretty common opinion. And I mean, I'm not really a Tolkien fan. I, I find him incredibly wordy, and and his books are kind of dry as far as I'm concerned, but that's personal opinion, and I can have that personal opinion and still respect the fact that Tolkien, seriously, uh, he was kind of the, the spearhead for this movement of modern fantasy, so, uh, you know, I kind of agree with, well, pretty much anybody that says, you know, Azeroth wouldn't be around without Middle-earth, because I don't think it would, I really don't. Uh, Zach says, I like Azeroth, sorry, I like Azeroth more, I like the variety of climates and zones from the salt flats of Thousand Thousand Needles, to the jungles of Stragglethorn Vale, to the forests of Elwyn and the snow-capped mountains of Northrend. I will be honest, I have not played WoW for a year but in January, but one year is long enough to enjoy the beauty of Azeroth. That's pretty good, and, and I, my, my response to that one was, Salt Flats, I believe you mean the huge lake. <laughs> uh, there's not much salt left anymore, I imagine it's probably all in the water now. <laughs> we got a couple of good emails, too. <laughs> sure, sure, if you can read up the first one there. Uh, I've got one from Dorothy of the Guild Old School on Azure Mist, who says that as a former English scholar and a current teacher of the elementary language arts, I truly appreciate the work that J.R.R. Tolkien put into creating Middle-earth and the amazing works that have resulted out of the characters that reside in Middle-earth. The world that Lord of the Rings trilogy and all of the spin-offs it has garnered is truly amazing. Despite this, however, I don't feel a connection to Lord of the Rings or the lore surrounding it, perhaps because it was created a generation or two before me perhaps because there is so much incredible fandom and excitement surrounding it that it's simply overwhelming to contemplate joining Middle-earth as a character or even participating in the fandom. The world of Azeroth, however, was created within my lifetime, and I've been able to see it flourish and grow and and organically take the next steps in evolution from the first Warcraft RTS to Warcraft 3 to World of Warcraft, Wrath of the Lich King, and then to finally to Deathwing shattering and forever changing our beloved Azeroth in World of Warcraft Cataclysm. While there is likely a lesser following of the world and lore of Azeroth when compared to the often fanatic Lord of the Rings fans, now that I have to disagree with because Warcraft fans, 
I've been to Billy's Con. I've seen it. <laughs> anyway, Azeroth doesn't deserve any lesser attention or accolade. It's rich with dynamic characters, epic world adventures, and catastrophic stories. The developers at Blizzard have done, as a team, what no single man could do. Create an exciting and rich fantasy world that calls people of all ages, races, genders, and social standing into it. Whether it's through World of Warcraft, the manga, the trading card game, the books, or any number of various other methods. For me, Azeroth wins every time. While Lord of the Rings presents a classic fantasy world and many credit it as being the harbinger of modern fantasy, hey, what was I just saying? Uh, the world fails to resonate within me or create a connection. Whether it's Tolkien's wordy descriptions or the insurmountable expectations that surround everything Middle-earth related, I can't tell. All I know is that I would much rather spend hours in Azeroth than Middle-earth. Now ask me about Azeroth or Hogwarts and you might have a better debate on your hands. <laughs> Which is true also to a degree, because I, you know, the Harry Potter series, big old universe built around that, too. So, yeah. you know. So I will take the next one here. Uh, this is from Olin. Hi, Medrus and Shade. While I realize this may be considered the wrong answer for a WoW podcast, I would have to choose Middle-Earth over Azeroth every time. While Azeroth is the richest, most detailed fantasy world of its generation, one that no other video game can ever hope to match, Middle-Earth is is the ruler by which all, uh, all things fantasy are measured. Tolkien's rich, highly detailed, and varied lands are what put the spark in the eye of many fantasy writer and gamer to ever come after. Even his contemporaries can't come close. Narnia, Newon, Melnabon, Azeroth, etc. are not only pale copies of Middle-earth, there are hundreds of examples of authors borrowing Tolkien's works. Uh, Warcraft's central characters, like orcs, were made popular by Tolkien, and Metzen freely admits taking them and twisting them into something different. All of Ice Crown feels like Mordor from its Black Towers to the Oculus, a clear homage to the Eye of Sauron, to an entire instance called the Pit of Sauron. The, the golden trees of the elven homeland of Silvermoon are a nod to Lothlorien, home of Galadrim, and even the elves, sorry, even the elven worlds in Warcraft seem to be taken right from the Sindarin lexicon. Idyllic. Yeah, the elven language in in World of Warcraft seems like it, it pretty directly relates to Lord of the Rings. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Uh, idyllic Hobbiton, Maje majestic Rivendell, the Grand Lo the Lonely Mountain, Minas Tirith its, and its marble spires, Rohan and its horse lords, Fangorn, home of the ancient Ents, Lothlorien and the timeless Golden Wood, Mirkwood, defiled by the Necromancer and all those spiders, Mordor, the ashen wasteland of Orodrin, the Mountain of Fire, these are all what have sparked the imagination of fantasy and game writers from Gary Gygax to Chris Metzen. As much as I love Azeroth, it is merely a masterful attempt to mimic the template Middle-earth has created for all worlds to be built from. As always, keep up the good work, Owen. I don't necessarily think that it's a mimicking thing as much as it is paying homage, and I think there's a very there's a distinct difference between just directly ripping something off, like copying something, and Reference, referencing something with reverence and I think that World of Warcraft with every reference to Lord of the Rings or any kind of you know throwback to Lord of the Rings they're very careful to treat it with the reverence that it deserves I mean you could tell either Metzen had either Metzen's read a lot of Tolkien or Metzen like people on the creative development team have read a lot of Tolkien and a lot of that you know kind of man I totally love totally love Lord of the Rings, totally love you know, Middle-earth and all this other stuff you can tell that it kind of leached its way into World of Warcraft, much like any of the other pop culture references or things like that hmm 
Do you want to read this, the last one? Uh, this one is from Justin, and he says, There are many things about both which I like. You have the history of Middle-earth and the never-forgettable landmarks which you will always think of, such as the house in the Shire. Azeroth has unforgettable people, such as Thrall and Garrosh. But if I had to choose... If I had to choose it, all the things in Azeroth which I will always love and never forget. The memories I've made and the people that I meet in World of Warcraft have made the whole thing great. Now it's sad to see my favorite zones destroyed. Yeah, it's as far as... I, it's kind of uh, what Dorothy said in her email about... Uh, it's a generational thing, I guess. The nice thing about World of Warcraft and what I really enjoy about Azeroth is this is something that I've grown up with. Whereas Lord of the Rings was something that was already completed back when, you know, I read it like in third or fourth grade, whenever I picked up The Hobbit, I can't remember. But, um, you know, it was something that was already completed and already had like this huge fan following. So it was like, wow, I don't know if I want to step into that, you know. (laughs) But if you can get it on the ground floor with World of Warcraft, well, then cool, you're good to go. And I mean, part of my job when I'm working, uh, when I'm doing the lore columns is to give people that kind of step into the story and the lore behind the video game. I don't think that I could quite do that for Middle-earth, really. Because Middle-earth is done. Done, done, completely done. It's not evolving. Well, I mean, they they, they, they have people trying to uh, take some of Tolkien's uh, works that he was working on when he passed away and make those into books. Yeah, but it's not the same thing, though, because it's not the same man behind it. You know what I mean? I mean, it's kind of the same thing, I guess. It's sort of like, uh, oh gosh, I used to read the Dragon Riders of Pern series when I was a kid, and it was Anne McCaffrey. She wrote these books about Dragon Riders of Pern, and it was this very fantasy-based series, and then as you got later and later into the series, it so, so, like slowly warped into this sci-fi series, which was pretty cool. Well, her son is taking over it now, and if anybody's going to take it over, hey, it may as well be her son. You know, he's like continuing the legacy but his books don't have quite the same spark that her books did probably because you know he did he wasn't the originator of the idea so it's just missing something i don't know what it is (laughs) Hmm. absolutely hey there's your soundboard indeed (laughs) thank you for your input again all right so (laughs) we had a whole ton of entries, obviously. We kind of went over all of them, I think. And, and I gotta say, every single one we received was really, really impressive and really well thought out. I was really, uh, really impressed with everything we yeah. received. Yeah, there wasn't just a simple, uh, Azeroth, because I play that game, or, you know, Lord of the Rings, because Azeroth sucks. It was, people actually thought it out, which was kind of what I was happy about. Especially the people that, you know, were making the comparisons and talking about Tolkien's influences. And I don't know. I'm a lit geek. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so we we have a winner. Um, I would like to say that the uh, the first place winner is definitely definitely Olwyn. His entry, which was he titled Smog versus Cindergosa, uh, was, to me at least, I thought one of the best thought out responses we had. I was really impressed with his logic mm-hmm. and his his reasoning was not only what I agreed with, but also something that uh, I think most people who do create in the fantasy universes that are anywhere connected or, or like Tolkien's will admit they all do take an, or place homage to 
Tolkien's work in theirs. Uh, he was the father of the modern fantasy genres that we have now. Well, the other thing that I liked about Olwen was he, he, he talked about the actual... Like, he had examples of places in Azeroth that looked yeah. exactly like, you know... You could tell where those where those references. Were. I I can't wait for him to encounter Hobbiton. Yeah, like you, like, yeah, like you said, Hobbiton and Hobbiton in game. Just wait. Really, that, that's all I can it. say. He, he, you'll see, you'll see. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's for so sure. Beautiful. And then uh, and and uh, for uh, for our good friend Olwyn, uh, he will be receiving the Smog Stein. Is Olwyn in the chat channel today? I don't see him. I don't think so. Ah, uh, bummer. But I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure that. Uh, well, let, let's see. Do we have Owen on Twitter? Let's see here. Uh, let's see if he has a Twitter account here. I don't know, but you should send him a message and let him know that he won. Uh, there is an Owen on Twitter. I don't know if it's him though. Don't worry about it. No, no worries. It's okay. Yeah. You can email him back. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll email him and let him know. Um, and. Uh, you had said that you you had a one you liked really liked off of Facebook, was right there, Shade. Yeah, there were actually several that I liked off of Facebook. I liked uh, personally. I liked the one that was talking about oh, Gollum and the language filter and the. It was again. It was talking Ma- about uh, Tolkien as Tolkien said. Yes. Okay, yes. so Matt has won a Deathy the Marlock code. So congratulations to. <laughs> Uh, to Matt and to Olwyn, and thank you to everybody who entered the contest. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, to talk about next week. Yay, next week. We completely forgot to mention our other sponsor. Yay. Oops, you should probably do that. Yes, we have a new sponsor, a second sponsor this week, and uh, they have uh, they have signed on for uh, for a fair bit of time, so let's talk a little bit about our new sponsor, Game Time Zone. That's GameTimeZone.com. You can find that link uh, in uh, the show notes of the, for this episode. For those people who are in the live chat, I will have a link to you momentarily on this. And it is a really awesome uh, site. Basically, you go there to get uh, basically to get your game time for any of the games you play, whether they be uh, a, a sorry a game, say Lord of the Rings. If you play, if you need Xbox 360 con- stuff. Um, Pretty much any uh, any of that stuff, uh, you will get it from GameTimeZone.com. Um, then the link I just put in the chat room for everybody in the live chat, uh, and that is a uh, a really awesome site. They have lists of games from in, in the MMO genre, consoles, uh, including free free to play web based games. Um, if you want anything, including Farmville, if you play. Guild Wars, uh, Star Trek Online, Warhammer, both European and U.S. WoW games, as well as TCG and promo codes for WoW in-game items. You can get those over at GameTimeZone.com. Check them out, and uh, they will be giving us, uh, they've given us a, a Deathy code to give away next week. So we'll have another one of those to give away next week, and we will have a Stein Prize as well next week. So, and some pets, some pets. Some pets and some various... We have all kinds of things to give away now. Um, yeah, the thing that I like about Game Time Codes is it's, you can pretty much... Well, okay. The thing I like about Game Time Cards, anyway, is that 
it makes it really, really easy to renew your account. And particularly, if you're doing the trick where you're opening up a second account just so you can get the rocket, what you do is you go buy a game time card, put it on that new account immediately, and you'll have the rocket right away. Otherwise, you got to wait for the credit card to process and everything else before you actually get your rocket in the mail. So that makes it really handy. Yeah, and like for me, for example, Crazy Quack and Archer, I was asking about PayPal. Uh, yeah, they accept PayPal. And I use PayPal for a lot of things. I currently pay here locally $40 for a 60-day game card. They have a 60-day game card in US dollars for $29. That's saving me about 10 bucks, yep. considering the exchange right now is very, very close to par. <laughs> Definitely something you want to check out. They send you your code, your your game time codes by email, um, and we we definitely want to help you uh, get in with them. Uh, they have live support if you have any questions. If you have any questions regarding their service, the validity of their service, and the security of their service, definitely let them know. And uh, if you have any questions that we can help answer, definitely uh, check with them as well or give us a call. But uh, Shade, tell people how they can find us. Oh, you're asking me to do that, and I'm not on that page. Hang on. Now I am on that page. So, to find us, you can find us in several different ways. You can reach us via voicemail at one seven eight five ata wow 5 That's one seven eight five two eight two nine six nine five. Uh You can reach us, or well, you can download the show on iTunes. We'd like you to download it, listen to it rate it, review it. We like all of those things. Uh, you can also reach us via email at show at allthingsazeroth.com Medros is Medros at allthingsazeroth.com and I am Shade at allthingsazeroth.com While you're stopping by our website you may want to check out, we still do have that listener survey available. We'd like people to take that, fill it out, give us some feedback. We can go ahead and tweak the show to what you guys would love to hear, okay? And it's not just all about my giggling, I swear. Um, anyway, to reach our segment people, if you want to reach Warcraft Less Traveled, that's warcraftlesstraveled at gmail.com. If you want to reach AskMoo and ask AskMoo a question, that's askmoo42 at gmail.com. Please feel free to send AskMoo questions. We like that. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. Show Twitter account is all things as. Medros's Twitter is Medros, and my Twitter is Shades O Gray. That's Shades, the letter O, and then G-R-E-Y. Um, other than that, I think we're we're all set unless we want to you know drop a note about dreamhost because they're really cool yes definitely check out dreamhost.com and uh this is one's going out to aspect of death in our chat room you go to the code deathwing on their site you will get 20, uh, 50 dollars off of any new account um really awesome host really awesome bandwidth disk space and everything so definitely check them out that's dreamhost.com and i forgot to mention uh ne next week here's the plan uh, we'll be doing a short show, about 45 minutes mm -hmm. to an hour long, that will start promptly at 8 p.m. Then uh, I'll be going out to the EB Games at Polo Park here in Winnipeg, going to their live event there, and uh, I'll be doing an unboxing of the uh, the Collector's Edition shortly after I return, while I wait for actually to be able, for the ability to actually play the game at, at 2 a.m. Uh, my time. Uh, we will have uh, some more glassware to give away next week. We will have a Deathy the Murloc code, and we will have at least one pet to give away next week. Uh, all of that, all, all of that will be via trivia. So um, you definitely want to be here in the live show next week. Uh, this is going to be a huge episode, not a long episode, yep. but a huge one. And I'm sure that uh, I'm sure it'll be worthwhile and something you really want to to be here for. So that's about it for this episode. We want you to take care. Uh, happy hunting, 
And this is going out to my dear friend Arkham on in the chat room. Frostmourne hungers. <laughs> I killed Arkhamon, and then I took his hat. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a Dwight Walbridge production. Copyright 2010. My wiggly lines look very wiggly today for some reason.